Well, folks, welcome to One More Edition Politics and Renamic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. Uh, we, anyhow, I uh, welcome aboard Norman Reynolds. Welcome aboard Lee Grant. Welcome aboard Bridge MCP and AVQ. How's everybody doing? I don't know what happened to the feed. I didn't, because I'm on one little computer in at the studio, meaning I'm not in the control room. I do everything on my, the power laptop that you guys provided while I was in D.C., that's what I use in the studio now for all our broadcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And I did not know that after 10 minutes and 54 seconds, the broadcast stopped. Uh, I wish somebody had texted me because, again, most people are listening to P, uh, the KPFT, PD, the Politics and Right on KPFT over the air, not on the Internet, uh, on, you know, for, for that particular thing. So I am very sorry. I would have tried to requeue it or something like that. When I started to uh, reboot the computer, put everything up, I noticed there's a red mark there saying, I'm not broadcasting over the internet. I'm going to have to be more diligent to look at that as I'm doing the program, but there's just so many things doing at one time. I didn't realize that was going on at all, at all, at all. Uh, the network at the studio must have had a glitch or something that temporarily stopped it. Anyhow, going on to the show, we are going to have a great show for you today. Three topics of discussion that I have videos for. One is Tori Mercer, who's going to talk about the new Gilded Age. And then, of course, I'm going to talk as, as well about uh, Pete Buttigieg. Really let them have it on Morning Joe this morning. And the last subject, or I don't know what order I'm going to do this yet, but the other subject is, of course, that the student loan issue. It's driving me crazy. It shouldn't be all that difficult to figure out that, you know, I mean, all the excuses that people are trying to Put into this um, to turn it into a me against you, they against them in uh, on this issue should not be at all. Shouldn't be at all. So it drives me crazy that we have to go through this with the um, with the student loan system. No radio show today. I tried looking but couldn't find it live. This is live today. What you're looking at, sir, is live right now. It's live. I also had it at noon at live, but as folks are realizing now, we had some glitches. I don't know. On I didn't know it wasn't, wasn't transmitted. I thought everything was being transmitted. So anyhow, that's the answer. Maywood, welcome aboard. Maywood, welcome aboard. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. How are you doing, Melanie? Great seeing you here. Um, you know, I love to see, like to salute all of my peeps before we get started with the show. So that is what we're going to do. Let me get a few few things hammered out. Just got a few things processed off, and the automatic emailer is doing its thing right now, which should bring more people in. Paul Fleming from Atlanta checking in. I try to burn a little bit of a few minutes before the show starts so that we can get all the other queues up and running to make sure that it is getting to different folks, different areas, etc., etc., etc. Norman Reynolds, today I used you. Some of the discussions we had on Sunday at dinner and, and in the church uh, in, into one of um, the one of the topics of discussion at KPFT today. I wish you had heard it because you know a, a lot of what you're. Well, every time you talk, you make a hell of a lot of sense, and I kind of wanted to put it in that context in the way we described it. Alistair Ke Alistair Waters is in the house as well, so we now have Paul Fleming Senior and Alistair Waters who just joined us as well as Melanie Keelan. Muchísimas gracias por estar aquí. Thank you so kindly for being here. You know. Um, uh, one of the other guys that do uh, progressive radio, um, what is his name? He's from Argent he's originally from Argentina. 
the what you call it show. I just heard about it, but he started to do his show in Spanish. Uh, but he is not going to do it himself. Uh, I am. Th- I'm, I'm. I've been wanting to do politics done right in Spanish for a long time, but. Again, it, it's, it, it takes a lot of effort, plus I have to brush up on my Spanish, especially since I didn't do politics in Spanish. Uh, so, it's, a, you know, so, uh, you know, what do you guys think? Should we have one day in Spanish or should we go ahead and just add another day that we do Spanish? I'm curious. I'm curious. Oh, yeah, you can hear it on the podcast. Um, Whenever you get a uh, whenever you get a chance, um, Norman, you can hear it. Um, let's see if I David Pacman. David Pacman is a guy who's going to be doing his show in Spanish, but he's not going to do it. Somebody else is going to do it. It's going to be still called the Jay Pacman Show, from what I understand. At least that is what uh, John Garcia told me yesterday, and I kind of scanned it yesterday and found out we don't know Spanish anymore. Is what me don't know Spanish. Yeah, it's not for you though, Bridge. It's because if you go ahead and look at what's going on, Bridge, in the Sp- on the Spanish channels, the misinformation that's going there and, the re- and nobody to rebut it. If you listen to AM radio in Spanish, if you listen to FM radio in Spanish, and I tried it, the amount of misinformation that's going out there on Challenge and Democrats seem to be oblivious. I don't think they're oblivious. I just think they're, they take the Latino vote just like often they take the black vote, like often they take the women votes, votes that they think they own, too often they take it for granted. And I believe, in my humble opinion, that is what has begun to happen. And it's something that we better take care of sooner than later, or it's going to come back to bite us because it's already biting us if you take a look at uh, where many of the where many are going? All right. Uh, let's see. Bree says I understand it's something you should do. Oh, great! Now you gave me more work. That's what I did, Bruce Pollard. What is Bruce in the house? I didn't see Bruce in the house. Uh, Bruce Pollard. I don't see, but I see you mentioned him, but I don't see Bruce in the house. Uh, anyway, we're gonna start with the Bruce Pollard says sweet. Sweet about what, Bruce? Is it about doing it in Spanish? Is that what we're talking about here? Is that what we mean? Anyhow, I, I hope I am consider doing it. Michael Rundin says, Washington Post. Misinformation online is bad in English, but it's far worse in Spanish. Our research found Facebook, YouTube, and other platforms aren't doing enough to combat the falsehood. You see, I made the statement and immediately... Uh, uh, Brother Rudnan went ahead and corroborated exactly what I just pointed out. So I am leaning closer and closer to doing it in Spanish. But I am going, si por supuesto, but I'm going to need some help. I am going to need some help. I'm going to have to likely hire a blogger in Spanish that can translate a lot of what we do. I don't, when I say blogger, I mean somebody that I can give a stipend to. So folks... You want to do you want us to support doing it in both Spanish and English? I ask you guys go to politicsandright.com/support and help us get the message out in in both English and Spanish. It's so important. 
it is so, 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 so important. Anyhow, let's go ahead and let's see how is our, yeah, our, our queue starting to fill up now. Uh, let's see what about Facebook that is starting to come about as well. All right, let's go ahead and go with the first video. Uh, Tori Mercer is my engineer and, you know, uh, on engineer at KPFT on Mondays. Sometimes he also mans the phone, which means sometimes he's doing double duty. Well, yesterday he came in and he did double duty. And he also was wearing the KPFT, the new KPFT. KPFT now has a politics done right shirt that they put the, the KPFT logo in the O on it, which is kind of cute. And he was sporting it yesterday as well as he wrote a poem for anybody during our fun drive who went ahead and got a t-shirt. He wrote this poem for you. And later on, he will write a poem for the t-shirt holders specifically. But check out Tori Mercer, Mercer, and then we'll take it on the other side. Great friend of Politics Done Right, member of the PDR Posse, Tori Mercer has a poem that we should all understand in these Gilded Ages, the New Gilded Age. New Gilded Age? Gilded in what? Smells like train wreck. Benzene? Thorazine? Befuddled red state, post-zombie apocalypse folks. Lips dyed red from public school cafeteria drink number seven. Scratching their heads asking, where did I leave my glasses? Rummaging through the mental after effects of munching on lead paint chips in 1963. Donald Trump would have, quote, stop this train wreck, quote, stop this imperial invasion, quote, if Donald Trump was president, we'd all be sitting pretty. We'd all have golden toilet seats by now. Gilded in what? Collective guilt? In the feeling you get when you abandon your child and all future generations? When you rape your mother and the entire biosphere? That feeling? It is the new Gilded Age. Gilded and old-fashioned robber barons, stratification, lords, vassals, and serfs, neo-feudalism and proto-fascism. But your gilded lily is melting in the February heat of summer, wilting like all other life on Earth in the Exxon aftermath. Did Tori nail that? Of course he did. It says it all. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it. In. Hey, I, I went ahead and blogged it, and we have the entire program there. All right, let's see. Michael Rudnan says, consider using uh, chat GPT to translate, then show it someone fluently bilingual to see if it all... all well, I'm very fluent in Spanish. I, I, I am 100% fluent in Spanish because, again, it's one of my languages. Not only that, I used to do... Uh, back home, I was what you call a declamador, which means I, I, I participated in poetry uh, and, uh, you know, doing a whole lot of Spanish poetry as well. So, no, I, I can actually go over that sin problema. But that, that's a good suggestion, very much so, uh, Michael Rudnan. All right, uh, what else have we got here? Let's see. Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Off to physical therapy, not staying. Spanish shows a great idea. Once a week is what I would suggest for a beginning and see how it goes. Wow, it's, it's positive affirmations here. If you do a Spanish show, do that on the weekend. Consideration. I'll put that into the consideration bus. 
Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, Michael Rudnan says, that's, I read that. E2247 says, happy Women's History Month, US, UK, and Australia, showing contributions of women to events in history and contemporary society. International Women's Day is March 8th. And I've been learning a lot about women, uh, that I, things about women that I didn't know. And guess where I'm learning some of this stuff? On TikTok. I learned about this black woman that was hired by the Navy who was responsible for GPS. Uh, I can't remember her name. Let's see if I can scan that up for you. Um, and, you know, I, I just learned that I'm like, wow, I didn't. Gladys May West. Born October 27, 90, is an American mathematician known for her contributions to the mathematical modeling of the shape of the Earth and her work on the development of satellite geodesy, uh, models that, that were, were eventually incorporated into the GPS. Before her math, mathematics, the GPS was only accurate within 100 feet. After her modeling of the Earth, it was within one foot. We never learned that in school. And if you listen to DeSantis, he doesn't want that kind of stuff taught, man. You know, because he's scared that we're all going to realize that we all contribute to the American society. And he doesn't want to see that because suddenly his preeminence, his prepotence will no longer be unquestioned. Anyhow, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Canada corresponds on October 18th, Parsons Day, and in 1989, uh, Kimberly Crenshaw coined a term intersectionality to help explain oppression of African-American women. All right, we have Bridge MCP says, Station Master Arrested, Transport Minister Resigns as Death Toll Hit 40 in Greece Rail Disaster. It's probably going to go higher. And, you know, how two trains opposite direction in the same track who screwed up, you know? Sad, sad, sad. It happened. Uh, Michael Ryan says, whenever I hear poetry that takes liberties with reality, I feel like, oh God, he has another one that he wants me to put on the screen. Isn't that my girl, uh, uh, Rihanna? I think that's Rihanna. You like Rihanna too, huh? It is like, I don't understand the poetry. Actually, that guy is pretty good. My guy, Tory Mercer, is really good at poetry. In fact, the blog that I wrote about his poetry, I think everyone, Tory Mercer, should go to my website, egbertowillies.com, and look up Tory Mercer. I have some other stuff that he's done at the website. And in fact, I'm going to put the website in the chat right now, egbertowillies.com. Check out the other stuff that Tory has done on, on the site. Anyhow... Uh, what else we got here? Uh, hearing yesterday's Senate Judiciary Committee on the Equal Rights Amendment, how Congress can recognize ratification and enshrine equality in our Constitution. Thank you for that link on YouTube. Uh, let's see what else we got. Haiti Lamar actress invented Wi-Fi. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. See why we learned a whole lot of stuff? I'm glad you told me that now. I got to look her up. Thank you, Heidi. She's 1914 to 2000. Thank you for that link. Michael Rona says, yes, that's a Rihanna meme, and I've decided to forget about the poem. <laughs> All right, Rodden. Okay, Rodden. Okay, okay. Deborah Moyers is in the house. She says, Brian Taylor Cohen has just started a Spanish channel too. Yes, 
you know, I, I, when I was looking it up, I saw that I'm going to look into that. So it looks like uh, we need to check it out. Egberto, you've never watched Hidden Figures? Of course I did. They were at NASA who calculated. In fact, Alan Shepard, not Alan Shepard, uh, what's the one that was a senator? Uh, uh, senator Green, not Green. But anyway, the senator from Ohio, I think he was. He would not, Glenn, John Glenn, would not fly unless she computed manually the flight path to make sure it was accurate. Think about that. We don't learn about those things. John Glenn, thank you, Bridge MCP. All right, let's go to the second video. Well, uh, let, let's see if I, yeah, let's go to the second video. And uh, then we'll go ahead and move on. But here we go. This one has to do with Pete Buttigieg. Pete really let them have it this time around. But in his very pleasant form, he shows in many ways where the blame belongs. Are you ready for some Pete? Here's some Pete. Well, Pete Buttigieg, once again, is calling the bluff, calling Republican bluffs. He's saying, hey, guys, remember you are the guys who didn't want regulations? Now, as soon as the accident happened, you started to talk as if you wanted regulations. And some of you now are backing out, like <coughs> as if the rail lobby got to you. Folks, this is what it's all about. We have to keep the pressure on. I want you to listen to this segment. Uh, these, well, it's a, a few cuts from, from the segment he did on Morning Joe. See how Morning Joe handled the appropriate questioning, and then we'll take it on the other side. Two questions for you. You previously had expressed some regret uh, that it, it took you a few days to get to the site. Um, first question, is President Biden planning on traveling? And second question, what more can Congress could be done here? What more can they step in, and particularly when it comes to uh, punitive action for railroad companies that violate safety regulations? So on the first question, uh, uh, what I do know is that the president cares a lot about this issue. He's spoken uh, repeatedly with, with me and, uh, and other senior members of the administration about what can be done both to support the community and to hold these railroads accountable. Uh, in terms of uh, how that accountability works, look, right now, one very frustrating thing for us as an agency uh, is that there is a legal cap uh, in the six figures, and uh, even on the most extreme violations uh, of hazardous material rules that my department enforces. And just imagine what a low six-figure fine means to a multi-billion dollar company uh, like the, the Class 1 freight railroads. Now, uh, EPA has other authorities. They're using those authorities uh, to, to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. But on the safety regulation side, uh, I really think Congress should raise that cap. And by the way, uh, proposing to do that is one of the features of the bipartisan legislation uh, led by Senator Brown and Senator Vance that is uh, moving forward in, in the Senate. That's just one example of something that, that could make a difference. Uh, but there are so many steps, some of which, to be clear, we've been underway on uh, since this administration arrived. Others that would require help from Congress. But I think there's a real moment here. Uh, look, some of the uh, uh, House and Senate Republicans who were uh, very quick to uh, to criticize when, when this case happened mm -hmm. are now saying, well, well, we, we're not so sure we want to regulate. Uh, but others, to their credit, uh, Republicans and Democrats have stepped forward and said, yes, this is the time to have more accountability and do more for safety on, on America's rails. 
Mr. Secretary, as you just pointed out, uh, there are a number of high hazard trains on the rails in this country, and there have been toxic chemical spills around East Palestine prior to this one in that county and other places in Ohio and certainly around the country. But when you get into talking about why this happened, and even though it's called 100% preventable by the chairman of the NTSB, when you get into talking about that, the, the, the talk tends to make the railroad lobbyists sound like the equals of the gun lobby, that nothing can be done because they're so powerful. <laughs> One of the aspects that you mentioned is fines for the railroad. What, how are the fines set? What would this company be have to have to be paid, have to pay as a fine, given they make millions of dollars? And what can be done to hike the fine up that it's mind-bogglingly high? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, again, I can't speak to the findings that are still coming back from the investigation of this incident uh, and whether a violation is going to be found there. But what I will say is that when a violation is found, there is this uh, statutory uh, limit on on the, the fines that we can assess. And uh, I think that they need to be much tougher. The, the legislation uh, that's uh, been put forward in the Senate is one example of a way to do that. Uh, I think it pegs it to uh, 1% uh, of, uh, of the company's income. And uh, that's something that uh, would be more likely to get their attention than uh, $225,000 or so, uh, which is the legal maximum, even in a case that results in a fatality. Now, again, I, I do want to say that there is other work being done on the EPA side to hold them accountable for the cleanup. That's already happening, and they're, they're already paying for that. And by the way, that's an example of why we need a strong EPA. So uh, a lot of the same voices uh, uh, who have been uh, quick to get onto this issue were trying to dismantle the EPA just a uh, a couple of uh, three years ago. Uh, and now we're seeing an example of how the EPA is uh, delivering accountability and helping to make sure uh, that Norfolk Southern cleans up the mess that it made. But here on the transportation policy side, uh, whether we're talking about fines, whether we're talking about standards, uh, whether we're talking about technology, there is clearly more to be done. And, uh, you know, the, the power of the railroad uh, lobby is enormous. I've, uh, I've seen it for myself. Uh, you know, there was a rule having to do with braking. Again, I'm not going to make any claims about uh, how that might have applied in this case. But there was a rule about braking that, that was put in under the Obama administration in 2015. Uh, there were five lawsuits in different jurisdictions to, uh, to try to take it down. And uh, they went after Congress and they went to this agency. And sure enough, uh, eventually that, uh, that rule got stripped away. So that's just one example of the muscle that that railroad lobby can flex in this city. But I really believe there is a chance to have a change in direction right now. So as you see, folks, uh, Pete Buttigieg hit the nail on the head. One, we had breaking uh, breaking laws in. You guys under the Trump administration got rid of it. We also had uh, we, we have fines that are too small. We don't have the ability to raise fines anymore. But most importantly, you guys wanted to get rid of the EPA. We said no. We want to keep a strong EPA. And now in East Palestine, they are happy that ultimately speaking, the folks who are going to be responsible for cleaning up is going to be the company under the auspices or directed by the EPA saying, this is your job to clean up. Let's hope there aren't some phantom laws that come out to protect these guys from cleaning up the utter mess that's likely going to cost them billions to clean up. Hopefully it will bankrupt them and turn them into a company that we as the people can acquire. The rails should belong to us. Anyway, 
All right, folks, I have one other video for you before we go into the narrative of the enslaved mind. Check this one out, then we'll take it on the other side. Once again, the Supreme Court is doing something that most Americans don't want them to do, and that is over overturn a legitimate ruling or law by either Congress or executive order by the president using the powers of con that the Congress has given him. And that is exactly what they're attempting to do, uh, have an autocracy in the Supreme Court that says, no, 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 we will give the middle class and the poor nothing. While we don't have a problem giving it to the wealthy, while we don't have a problem giving quantitative ease into the corporatocracy, we are going to, however, penalize all those students who took out loans because they were, they were told that an education would get them forward and then find out later that they're nothing more than pawns to the corporate state. In other words, they, get, they pay for their education, then the corporations use them. The corporations don't want to pay taxes to educate them through the school system. They make them put all the burden on the individual. And then when they are over, uh, overtaken by debt, up, you're on your own. We'll just bleed you and bleed you as others make it. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. Supreme Court justices heard arguments in two cases challenging President Biden's plan to forgive student loan debt. The White House is trying to use the HEROES Act to relieve more than $400 billion in loans for tens of millions of borrowers after the pandemic. NBC News reports the law in question says the government can provide relief to recipients of student loans when there is a national emergency, allowing it to act to ensure people are not in a worse position financially as a result of the emergency. Challengers say that law is not specific enough to warrant the forgiveness. The court's three liberal justices appeared to disagree. Congress could not have made this much more clear. I mean, Congress didn't say exactly the circumstances in which it wanted the secretary to use this authority. Of course not. This is, this is a, a bill about, like, what happens when you have an emergency. So what Congress said is what happens when you have an emergency is the secretary has the power to take care of emergencies. And it has that power by way of waiving or modifying any provision and adding others in lieu of them. But the court's conservative majority seemed to agree with the plaintiffs, with some justices questioning the fairness of relieving student debt. What I think they argue that is missing is cost to other persons in terms of fairness, for example, people who've paid their loans, people who um, don't ha ha have planned their lives around not seeking loans, um, and people who are not eligible for loans in the first place, and that a half a trillion dollars is being diverted to one group of favored persons over others. Supreme Court reporter Lawrence Hurley. Lawrence, read the tea leaves for us. How do you think the court will likely rule on these cases? Well, I think going into this oral argument, you know, with this conservative majority that we have that has in multiple other cases has ruled against the Biden administration on these big kind of sweeping policies that the conservatives think don't have proper congressional authorization. 
kind of seemed like this was going to go the same way even before the argument started. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, it's following that script of the conservative justice, very skeptical of broad use of federal power by the president, uh, especially during the pandemic, and kind of pushing back on the idea that the president has the authority to do this without some explicit authorization from Congress, not just a line in the law or something that sort of is kind of vague, but something much more specific, especially when this is something they see as a kind of benefits program um, akin to some of the other big benefits programs the federal government has, which the conservative justices would say have all been authorized by Congress. I'm curious what you make of the argument that it's not fair, that some people have paid their debt. Some people worked really hard not to have the debt. It strikes a chord, um, but will it hold up? Well, it's interesting because the fairness argument, you know, you wouldn't normally think of that as a, as a legal argument as such, uh, even though a couple of right. the justices brought that up. But um, what they seem to be saying was that this kind of feeds into this idea that, you know, when when uh, Congress is, is the body that should decide whether to issue a new benefit that, you know, maybe favors one group over another group, as Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch said. So um, they're sort of saying, like, it's not up to President Biden to decide, you know, to favor one big group of people, 40 million people, and cost, you know, $400 billion. Uh, but it's up to Congress to make that decision. Um, and that's in line with sort of what they've ruled in these other cases on things like that recently. Again, President Biden has the authority given to him by Congress. And as uh, uh, Kagan said, Supreme Court Justice Kagan said, it is one of the more explicit authorities he has. Ideologically, these guys hate, they hate giving money to those who are below a certain level of of wealth, wealthness, wealthiness, richness. But if it were anything that the government takes, the coffers, the the, the monies from the, the the average American citizen, the the poor, the middle class, to pass it on top, like they did throughout history, not a problem, folks. The student loan issue is one that needs to be left alone. The president made a very modest offer. We think the debt should be eliminated altogether, whether debt given by the government or by private institutions. We think that should be taken off the table completely and higher education, which moves the country forward, should be merit-based and have nothing to do with folks having to get money. Just like high school was, was given after we realized that we needed high school to move the country forward, we also should be doing that with, with public college education. Absolutely so. Now, let, let's, let's get this one thing clear, okay? Uh, the HEROES, you know, Mike Cesar comes out and says, the HEROES Act doesn't apply. Well, you know what? It's easy to just come out and make a statement that you hear on Fox News or Newsmax or... OAN or one of these guys. What it takes, however, is reading what the Congress authorized the president to do. And if they don't want him to do it going forward, Congress can go ahead and take away his ability to do so. But here is a statutory basis for Biden administration's loan forgiveness. It wasn't some rogue presidency. He gets the he gets the he gets it to be defined. By the OLC, okay? That is the Office of Legal uh, something. The Office of 
you know, the Office of Legal, para ver, para ver, para ver qué significa eso, the Office of Legal Counsel, which went through item by item, and, I, and you can read it here, it's in the link that I provided in my newsletter that I'm going to get into in a little bit. But here it is, a debating categorical cancellation at the end. It says, the White House announcement has evoked different opinions on whether the HEROES Act authorizes categorical cancellation. Proponents of the ELC view find legal support for categorical cancellation in prior uses of HEROES Act. So there is prior use, which means there is what again? Precedent of the OLC view find legal support for categorical cancellation prior to you, uh, to use a hero's <coughs> waiver or modification uh, during COVID-19 pandemic. Administrations of both parties agreed that the HEROES Act authorizes release in response to the pandemic, including suspension of student loan repayments, interest accrual, and involuntary collections. ED provides a prior relief on a nationwide basis and without regard to borrower income, though not extending to permanent cancellation. This prior relief had substantial costs, according to the government extended permanent cancellation, this uh, rather accountability office. These HEROES Act waivers and modifications cost the federal government an estimated $77 billion uh, in 2022. Proponents argue that even if categorical cancellation is different in degree from prior HEROES Act, <coughs> It is not different in kind. Opponents have disagreed with the OLC opinion's conclusion about the major doctrines. Of course, they oppose. They're evil. Why are they evil? Because they know deep in their hearts, deep in their hearts, they understand what uh, these debts do to, to, to these people who many times have gotten ripped off by those who lend or by schools who encourages or whatever. The HEROES Act lack express reference to cancellation, discharge, forgiveness, or similar terms that Congress has used in pro statutes. Such, well, I mean, they, they don't have to say that you just can say they can permanently uh, stop payment on the bill. It's that simple. Other commentators argue that the purpose of, the, of which Congress enacted the HEROES Act makes its use in connection with COVID-19 pandemic problematic. Again, the Supreme Court will have to decide if it will side with evil, and evil means that which will cause people harm, that which will cause people undue pain. And if they agree with that, then again, this Supreme Court has been, in fact, doing a hell of a lot of evil, but if they decide to do that, it, we, the American people, understand what needs to be done going forward, and that is to elect supermajorities in the House and the Senate, and either one of two things should be occurring. It would be time for impeaching uh, Supreme Court judges because they have not followed the spirit of the Constitution, or numero dos, uh, put more people on the court to balance the fraud that, had, that has occurred, by the Trump administration and, 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 and Republicans in their writ large. Paul Fleming says, if user can be destroyed by the truth, then it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. Exactamente, señor. Estoy contigo perfectamente. Uh, James Robichaud says, I paid off my student loans. Justice Gorsuch, how am I uh, being harmed by student debt cancellation? You're not. And you know what? I think it's Gors either Gorsuch or the other one who suddenly got his two hundred and something thousand dollars uh, when he was going to the Supreme Court paid off. 
Look it up. I don't remember which one it was. If the Supreme Court strikes down Biden's student loan debt forgiveness, Republicans will be the dog that caught the car. This would take tens of thousands of dollars from out of the pockets of tens of millions of Americans. 2024 will be a blue tsunami suffering among the masses resulting in a backlash. This is not how I want Democrats to win. I don't want them to win like that either, but it's a shame because... Uh, the, 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 the debts are owed by equally by Republicans and Democrats. Daniel Ledo says, we need to make progressives a crime. What is it doing to America is criminal. Uh, you can keep wishful thinking, sir. By the way, the NTSB who is investigating the train wreck has come out telling people to stop spreading misinformation like the left is saying. There's no misinformation. Dead fish and, and, and all that pollution along the train where that fire started in the axle. It's not uh, misinformation. There's a hell of a lot of information right there for all of us to see. In fact, I, I have a long essay that was provided to me today, and I'm trying to validate it right now with the disaster that isn't being reported on mainstream media. I'm, I'm validating that information right now from a, a few sources at KPFT and other Pacifica radio networks, and we'll find out what the lies that are being told. Read what the NTSB said. Uh, first of all, the NTSB now is run by a, a, hold, a holdover Democrat that worked for Donald Trump. So I would rather listen to uh, our Pete Buttigieg than to try to listen to the NTSB at this point. The leader of the NTSB, that is. Lee Grant says the court will hopefully strike down Biden's overreach. If they do that, they do it at their own peril. Bridge MCP says what? people don't understand is that mortgage companies did what mortgage companies did with home loans was the same with student loans you signed a contract they sell it now it doesn't apply i paid mine over three times they kept changing the goal lines that is if you started in the late 90s exactly <clears throat> to progressives anything then everything is always an emergency when it's an emergency it is an emergency uh, Paul Fleming says mass incarceration is, is a choice. Inequality is, public, is policy choice. Climate disintegration is a policy choice. Uh, poverty is a policy choice. Billionaire loopholes is a policy choice. Let's change the policy. You're absolutely right, El Señor uh, Paul Fleming. Mike Cisak Segerbecto, Egberto, why is someone else entitled to the money I make? Uh, why are you entitled to my money right now when you got all your farm subsidies? That was my money you were spending, Mike Cisak. When you were paid not to grow on your land, Mike Cisak, that was my money that was coming to you, Mike Cisak. Remember, look, whenever you're pointing the finger, make sure you're pointing it right back at you you know those highways that are built in kentucky that i can't ride on that you guys didn't pay enough taxes for because you are a bigger state kentucky mississippi and all these red states take in more money from the federal government than they put out yeah, that's my money that is the money of all the people that are paying taxes you guys are sluffers you guys depend on us blue states to keep all right you guys depend on blue states to keep your roads built to keep your people paid Remember that, Mr. Cisak. You are taking our money. You guys are takers. All you red states are takers. How would you like me to say that? I don't believe what I just said. I am just saying that to let you see how silly your statement is. You guys, most people in your state... You're the states that you're from, that you're singing glory, glory, hallelujah. You're begging for money from the blue states. So be careful what you're talking about. Why should I take your money? It's not your money. 
It is our money. Deborah Moyer says, believe it or not, when I was young, my local state college was about a thousand a year, not including books. Now it's, it's thousands and thousands of dollars and people need to spend a lifetime paying for it. When I came to school, it was in, in Texas, in-state was $4 an hour. Out-of-state or foreign was $40 an hour. I paid $40 an hour to go to school back in 1980. You know what? My daughter paid more than my out-of-state uh, foreign tuition now. Why? Because the the, 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 the the Congress reduced the amount of money all these corporations were paying. So we borrow money to pay more of our education so that we can enrich the corporations who need an educated population to produce a product so that their shareholders can get money. So if you want to technically look at it, we are subsidizing the rich by borrowing money to be educated. So just as well, forgiving the loan is simply taking the money from those who earlier stole it from us all. Deborah, uh, let's see, Anthony Comats, welcome to Politics then right, Anthony Comat says, uh, no doubt eliminate student loans. Absolutely so. Bridge MCSP to Republicans, everything is always a lie to scare people. True? Uh, Deborah Meyer says, Republican accusations are confessions. It's called projection, my dear, beautiful Deborah Moyers. Julie Henderson says, hello all. Hello, Julie. Anthony Comat says, get most of money out of politics. I agree. E2247 says, Mike Cisak, Jennifer on Twitter is not the best investigator, reporter of what NTSB said. Get the real link to NTSB or stop wasting our brains. Good point. Uh, Mike Cisak, British MCP, you mean like the GOP wants to take over Social Security and Medicare? Yes, they do. Listen to, the, listen to what uh, uh, Rick Scott said on the website that he finally cut out that little piece because it got him into hot water. But listen to what Mike Lee said. Ultimately, we want to get rid of Medicare and Social Security. That is out of his mouth. Uh, El Senor Bush attempted to privatize Social Security. He said he had capital after he, he he finally got the popular vote the second time he ran so he thought he had enough capital even though he didn't win by a whole bunch so no it's not an act they do want to kill social security and medicare that's not a scare tactic that is out of their own mouth read what risk scott wrote read what uh, mike uh, read my blog on on uh, mike lee thank you very much julie henderson says college students vote that will should motivate politicians absolutely so but you know like in places like texas they're trying to take the voting stuff out of the campuses but no problem last year they tried it in texas the people formed lines and harris county still remained blue but we got to watch our backs we got to watch our backs anthony Coleman says why don't we hold politicians uh to standards we might be with honesty we should Mike Cisak says, Bridge MCP, we conservatives want to follow the law and especially the U.S. Constitution. Leftists don't. The fact of the matter is you don't follow the law. In fact, the president, uh, President uh, uh, Trump attempted to overthrow this government. He attempted an insurrection. There's nothing constitutional about that. There's nothing constitutional about asking El Senor uh, uh, Pence to go out there and disrupt the election of, of the person who act to, to the, the vote to officialize the person who won the election. There's nothing constitutional. You all always talk about liking the Constitution, but very few times do you want to follow the Constitution. Bridge MCP says, Mike, did you read what I 
said they changed the rules. Exactly right. And Bridge is absolutely correct. I can tell you that from experience. Bridge MCP says, we pay for it by what we've done. Biden said, last year we cut the deficit by more than $300 billion. This year we are on track to cut it by more than $1.7 trillion by the end of this fiscal year, the single largest deficit reduction in a single year in the history of America. And the Inflation Reduction Act's going to cut it by another $300 billion over the next decade because Medicare will be paying less for prescription drugs and over $1 trillion if you add it all up. And you know what these liars actually said? Because he's saving money by negotiating on Medicare, uh, the drug for Medicare, guess what the liars went and told people? Oh, they are cutting your Medicare. Because they're paying less for the same, they're saying, we're cutting your Medicare. These guys, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, Julie Henderson says, Santos is teaching students to go straight to House of Representatives without education expense. $175,000 starting pay, bonus for committees. Amazing. Uh, quit lending kids money is what Anthony uh, Comet said. Uh, Michelle Rodnin says, uh, Michael Rodnin said, Mike Cisak, originalism, the notion that the Constitution is unchanging is ridiculous notion that the founding fathers would have found abhorrent. Not only that, it's, it's, it's sort of immature, childish, and lack of intellect to believe that somebody living 300, 200 years ago could somehow know anything about what is occurring today. In other words, things that would apply today that doesn't apply then. It, 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 it just shows you the limited thinking scope of those who would articulate such a ridiculous statement. My CSEC says, Bridge MCP, yes, it does cost me. As my taxes go towards paying off other people's debts, I'm responsible for paying my debts and other people's debts. But you weren't responsible for paying when I gave you money, Mike CSEC, when I gave you money for your farm subsidies, you took my money. You stole my money, Mike Cisack. You are a thief, Mike Cisack. You know, I don't really mean that, but I'm trying to show you how silly your argument is. Julie Henderson says, U.S. education should be 14 years, not 12. I would say 16, but that's fine. Uh, James Robicho says, um, it was Kavanaugh who got about 200000 in credit card debt abruptly wiped out when he became a Supreme Court justice. Imagínate eso. Michael Rennan says, makes me wish to be wish the conservatives in the chat would Google search East Palestine throw Stone Creek, then watch any of the resulting videos. I watched it. It's astounding. Anthony Comat says, it's silly what people get away with. Uh, let's see what I, Lee Grant says. I hope the left doesn't get violent if they dislike the Scudder's decision. We don't ever get violent, man. We just we don't we don't get violent. We are not the insurrectionists. I think you have to look at Trump's people for that. Emergencies are the largest no, large number of people who will suffer and or die in action. That's the qualifying of an emergency. You know what an emergency is? That a lot of people that were getting food food stamps and and help with their food uh, now it's been canceled. So a lot of people are running to food banks now because they just can't afford food and they've lost their subsidies. E2247 says, in the U.S., 334.4 million natural human persons are unable to agree on how to construct a PB&J sandwich. So now we're going to agree on what is evil or not. Good luck on that. Well, you know, we know evil when we see evil. When it hurts people, that's evil. Uh, those loans were never the same. You, you, uh, let's see. You can't relieve a student loan through bankruptcy or reposition, so the lenders have a special protection, and the students are screwed. If they don't find a job, they will pay off the loan for them. It's, it's amazing, right? Uh, they never took the chance. Uh, Obamacare changed that. They had a clause in Obamacare that prevented that, but that's the reality, how it used to be. Banks would loan the students the money. They couldn't cancel that loan 
uh, with a bankruptcy or anything. But if they didn't pay, that banker then went to the federal government and said, hey, your guy didn't pay, so pay us all up. So they never took any risks. So they took all the profits, but no risk whatsoever. And supposedly you take profits because you take risk. It's amazing how much these guys don't tell you how much people don't know. Uh, let's see. Mike Cisak says the students should have voted for Democrats who move students' loans into the government, preventing students from going through bankruptcy. It wasn't the government that stopped the bankruptcy. It's a private corporations. Again, read, my friend. Read. It doesn't hurt to read. Replying to Mike Cisak, oh, gosh, Egberto, don't validate his dishonest fascist premise. All that you did with your response to Cisak was advance the dishonest tax suspend uh, premise. Look, you know I know what you're talking about, but please, please, please. Understand, understand the paradigm that we're in. CSAC won this interaction because you validated his dishonest conservative libertarian premise and you are only helping put a target on the backs of people. No, 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 no. He didn't win that argument. You chose because we have not, because we have not ad- adapted Brother, um, uh, Brother Robicho, your monetarist policy, which I agree with, but doesn't hold right now in the current paradigm in the United States, because we haven't gone strictly and adapted that, you have chosen to give the win to El Señor Cisac. That is not right, and that is wrong when progressives do that. You do not do that. You seed the entire uh, the entire progressive movement on a fallacy, on a technicality. You don't do that. I can agree or disagree with my my progressive brethren, but because I know ultimately we want to reach at the same point, I am not going to cancel that point. Julie Henderson says, my mother spent 2K, I spent 20K, and my daughter spent 200K. What an exponential growth, eh? Uh, Compensation for college should depend on future income. I don't have a problem with looking at something in that regards, uh, but in, in a, in a v- well-calculated one. E2247, abolish student loan, a year or two of community service is a fine way to do that. I agree with that. That is the right way to do Norman Reynolds says the rules and laws are there to protect those with property. Being lawful does not mean just. Exactly. Before Democrats from CSEC, before Democrats moved student loans to the government, students went through private banks and could go through bankruptcy, and you are lying once again. Student loans are protected. It's one kind of loan that is protected against bankruptcy. All right? Now the Democrats made it possible to discharge their student loans. Daniel Ledo says, low insurrection. I bet Egberto believes the Rona came from the wet market as well. Well, if you don't believe in insurrection, that, that just means that, well, I can't help you then. I don't want a balanced budget. I want the difference between deficit spending to go towards infrastructure investment rather than military spending, which is where over half of our discretionary spending is going. I want our infrastructure to be the envy of the world. It's a shame that it's China. It's Indonesia. It's Thailand, where their infrastructure is making us look like children, like child's play. But since Americans are so introspective in many times, we don't understand what's going on overseas. And we go to those airports. I remember when I went to the Hong Kong airport, I was like, oh, damn. When I went to the airport in Tokyo, oh, damn. What's wrong with America? I thought we were the exceptional ones. All right, LOL, Daniel, Egberto says left doesn't get violent. More gaslighting from Egberto, he just loves to gaslight. No, like I said, the left doesn't do violence. The left doesn't do violence. You want to see violence? Go to the right. Continuing. 
Do not try using military service to wipe out student debt. Get recruiters out of K through 12 schools and let them walk the neighborhood. <laughs> I kind of understand where you're going with that. <coughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. <coughs> Greed, uncaring of consequences, result in widespread suffering and debts is evil. There's a legal term for this, depraved, hurt, murder, pardon, hit. Hit enter too fast. I got you. Uh, Bree says you can cancel student debt if you are on SSD. Clinton did sign the bankruptcy for student loans. Yes, he did a whole lot of things that he shouldn't have. I agree with that. All right. Uh, continuing, uh, he also did the Glass-Steagall. Don't forget that. Uh, New York Times, Biden administration offers new path to discharging student debt in bankruptcy. Unlike credit card bills, medical bills, and consumer debt, student loans aren't automatically wiped away in bankruptcy. <coughs> Borrowers are required to file a separate lawsuit to try to do so. It's stressful, costly, and notoriously difficult to meet the strict legal test to succeed. I'm running out of bandwidth. <coughs> they, they, um, we have a lot of crap in the air with the temperature rising. If you see our pollen, our cars are yellow with pollen already, and it's, only, and it's just the 1st of March. And I think in the process, I got a slight irritated throat and a cold. All right. It does not matter what you just said. Just you validated this honest tax. No, I did not. And I repeat, I did not. And you trying to step down, uh, to hammer down on that rabbit show is wrong. And I repeat, you're simply wrong. Uh, Anthony Comet says, Dems go GOP MAGA scouts. We have to have rules out. Not, I, I, I didn't quite get that, Anthony. All right, uh, then uh, let's see. Conservatives see the occasion from Michael Rudnan. Conservatives see the occasional protest uh, turn into riots, not realizing that violence is the option of the last resort, invariably as a result of being attacked by provocateurs and brutal police officers. Again, that's who the violence comes from most of the times whenever we have lefties. Uh, the police are generally uh, hateful against anything that's left because we know why. And also we normally get those provocateurs who are designed to do what they do. Daniel says, if Egberto really believed that the right or the violent ones, you would think that uh, you would think he would uh, eat his mouth a bit more. You would think he would eat his mouth a bit more. What? The fact he lies and gaslights the right proves he doesn't really believe that. No, I believe that. I, I don't. It's not about belief. This has nothing to do with belief. This is just how it is. Some of the peeps have a really low IQ. What they like is really how they feel. You know, it's it's it's. It, it is deeper than a low IQ. It is also they want a validation for uh, for being wrong because being right means that they lose their supremacy. And losing that supremacy, uh, fighting from a level playing field on equity is scary <coughs> for those who never had to play on a, on a, on a, on a level field. For those who were always... I always had an extra silver spoon or something. It's that simple. That's what they fear. That is what they fear. Uh, I want to read something real quickly from my, um, from my, from my, what is it called? Newsletter. And you can go get my newsletter right here. This is one I'm reading from. I just put it in the feed. And it goes like this. Breaking out of an enslaved mind. This morning, as I perused my different social media, I saw, I came across a story that has so many meanings as it explains the current state that we are in today. 
a girl went to her class really, really happy. The professor of that class has always been nice and showed much concern for all the students. On this particular day, the professor was in a bad mood. He put all the, all the desks in a circle around his desk, which had a fishbowl with goldfish in it. He shouted to them, as he never had before, that anyone who spoke or got up for their, from their chair would immediately fail the class. He took the goldfish out of the fishbowl and left the class. Everyone looked at each other and did nothing. One brave young woman got up and said, screw this, and saved the fish. The professor returned with a simple comment. What have you allowed this system to do to you? This explains how we have allowed our wealthy minority to rule us or build their wealth on our intellect, work, and service as we are given a pittance. The enslaved minds of those who are the protectors of the rich and wealthy, as the rich and wealthy cares nothing about them. When will you unenslave your mind? When will you free your mind of the chains that you're in right now? When? When? When will you unchain your mind. Folks, please support the program as best you can. Uh, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. And there are several ways in which you can support the program at that link. I ask you so kindly to either get our books, buy our stuff at our store, uh, subscribe to our Facebook channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our Patreon. We need a lot more Patreon. And if you take a look right now, you'll see that um, they're in, in that politicsandright.com slash support. Our Patreon link and everything is there for you to provide us with whatever support you're able to. We cannot do this without you. We cannot change the message without you. We are, again, now I, I, I'm considering doing the channel in Spanish again. Uh, so we are going to need whatever help we can from you. So please go to politicsandright.com slash support and support this program. Remember, this program is supported solely by you. It is supported solely by you who are listening to this program on podcasts, who are listening to this program on YouTube, who's listening to this program on Facebook, who's listening to this program on Twitter, Twitch, uh, in uh, LinkedIn, or anywhere else <coughs> on Apple so we are all over. Every one of you who are listening to me right now can go to politicsdoneright.com slash support and say, yes, I want to support a program that is trying to help us take the chains off of our minds, help others get the chains off of their minds so that we can once and for all start electing people who will, who will elect who will follow and create policies create policies good for not some but for all of us my name is Egberto Willis this is politics done right and you guys know how I end this baby I am what out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know 
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.